Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today we're going to be talking about cannabis stocks. That's exciting. Yep, it's a good one. It's like the one, you know, sector that got a lot of people investing. I remember when it was super hot in 2016, 2017, there was all this talk around legalization. And I remember everybody and their mom was invested in Aurora cannabis. I mean, what's cooler than investing in weed stocks when you're, you know, a little bit younger and trying to be hip? Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a it's like a dicey taboo subject. Like, oh wow, I can invest in cannabis. Yeah, and I think people in the U.S. at the time couldn't. You know, it was really neat. It was something that was like, oh my god, everybody smokes it up in Canada, so that means everybody's going to be buying it. You know, but exactly, it's like first of all, everyone already understands the product. You know, a lot of people smoke weed, so it's not something where you have to deep dive into the company. What does the company do? What problem are they solving? Everyone you know, among our age group, instantly understands the problem it was solving, instantly understands the value that the companies were giving, but it didn't really go so well the first time around. Let's just give a little little rundown of what happened. Well, so I got involved when I first saw that, I think it was Canopy Growth was starting a factory. It was the the old Hershey's Chocolate Factory. And my brother and I were reading some newspaper article or something, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So we invested in like a few grand each in when it was sitting at like two or three bucks. It ended up going to $70 yeah. at one point, but we saw yeah, the writing Canadian. on the wall, right? Like yeah. we saw, it was like, cool, this is going to be amazing. Um, and then I guess all these other companies started to pop up. We started to see um, Hexo and... Yeah, Afria, Tilray, Aurora, like, yeah, yeah a, ton. a ton of the Canadian companies. And that was in 2016. I, I think it was 2016. Run up, yeah. That's when it all started in 2016. So... There was a massive run-up in cannabis stocks in 2017 as Canada marched towards federal legalization, right? So all the stocks went from, you know, in the pennies or single amounts of dollars all the way up. So federal legalization for Canada was October 2018. And the stocks went from $3, $4 to $20, $30, $40, $50, like insane gains. And then when the when cannabis was federally legalized in Canada... It was a classic buy the news, sell the rumor event, right? It, the stocks, that was the peak. The legalization was the peak. So a lot of people, including myself, became massive bag holders in the cannabis stock industry and lost a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I'm still holding a few bags from, <laughs> from the cannabis. But it's, what a lesson. Man, it was like yeah. one of the best lessons I ever received. And, you know, when you get into investing, whether it's stocks or crypto, you need those moments to really burn you because it's literally in the back of my mind every single time. Like I'm thinking you might, you can be up two, three hundred percent, four hundred percent on your investment, but you can lose that so fast. So now I'm always thinking about it. It's always in the back of my mind. I love that it happened, but I hate that it happened. Absolutely. It's all about learning lessons. And what we've learned from what happened with the Canadian cannabis legalization, we're now applying those lessons to what we think might be a very good opportunity is the American legalization and some of the American cannabis companies, which in my opinion, offer a much larger opportunity 
and and I think the opportunity is now. That's why we decided to make this episode today. Yeah, but I mean, we're sitting at the we're still sitting at some pretty low numbers for some of the. I haven't looked at like there's a million different cannabis companies yeah. out there from the the retailers, the distributors, the manufacturers. Some of them do seed to sale. You know, they take care of the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many to look at, and there's a few that are leading the space right now. And having went through the Canadian sector and seen it all unfold, it's almost like we have a blueprint for the American one. For sure. And you know, we also have a blueprint for how to fail. (laughs) So the reason, so let's talk about some of the reasons why the Canadian cannabis stocks capitulated so quickly. And basically the rollout of cannabis federally in Canada was botched so poorly by the government. We went from zero to a hundred, right? So, you know, nothing is legal to the entire country is legal. But they weren't rolling, they weren't giving out licenses. There were no stores. The supply, there was so much supply in the market, but the demand couldn't be met because there was no licenses and no stores. So product was rotting, which is, you know, going to affect the company's bottom line. Um, You know, just, they didn't really roll it out in the, like, gradually. So in America, it's going state by state by state, and then maybe eventually federally. So I think the slower that they're doing it is actually going to benefit the companies that are involved because they're not going from zero to hero or zero to 100. The one of the biggest, <clears throat> it, it's great because now we can see what happened in Canada and all the, regu- I think the regulations made it really difficult for these companies to actually get their product out the door. You know, my brother works at, you know, one of the companies and there's so many regulations. They have to throw away pound, like kilograms, tons of wheat, marijuana, because yeah. it's not meeting the standards. Exactly. So it's a good thing to, I, these, I think these companies in the U.S. will now know that. Right, obviously, seeing what's happening up here, the the difficulty I think though with the states is that to transport their product from one state to the other because there's different laws, mm-hmm. it's costing them a lot more money because they're not able to do. They can't just have one manufacturing facility and then tra- and then transport it. They have to have one in Ohio. They have to have one in Los Angeles. They have, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's yeah, like adding costs. I think the tough thing about the states right now is because some of the states is illegal, some of them it's legal. The multi-state operators, there's regulations where for some of them, it, if the if the product is grown in Ohio, it has to be sold in Ohio. If the product is grown in Florida, you can't transfer it over to California because you can't go through states where it's illegal and there's you can't go federally. There's a whole bunch of things, but they can learn from the failures of Canada. Yeah. And one of the main things is one of the reasons why it failed in Canada. And we've talked about this on past episodes is because it's federally illegal in America. So the big institutions couldn't get behind the Canadian companies. You know, you're not going to be able to put a cannabis company on your books. If you're a large hedge fund or institutional investor in America, because your government sees that as a controlled substance and it's illegal. Right. So that's why the retail frenzy for cannabis stocks, which occurred in Canada in 2017, was never followed up with the institutional banks and investors coming in. So it was always destined to flop, regardless of the rollout, the rollout, you know, mistakes that the government made. So really, it was doomed from the start. Yeah. This time with America, you know, they're doing it state by state. Um, maybe there are some things going to be put in place to to get to the federal legalization point. There's a few important bills that are in the Senate right now that are pushing, you know, pushing the weed stocks in, in America, which, which is really why I'm kind of looking at them right now with it, with a keen eye. So where are we at with, I know that I think several times there's been the more act, the safe act, these different provisions that were designed to get these companies 
<clears throat> more fun, at least just access to banking. Right yeah. now, they have zero access to banking, which means that everybody working, they're dealing with cash. It's billions of dollars of worth of cash, which is leading to robberies, which is leading to all this wasted mm. extra Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Wasted extra time. Um, <clears throat> so the SAFE Act and the MORE Act was designed to at least get banking involved. Allow these people to have, take credit cards, take debit cards. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. What has happened? Like, do you know where we're at right now with the Senate? So the Safe of- Banking Act, it's, it's, it's being pushed through the Senate. Uh, there's a lot of um, motions to get it basically to the, the point where it could be looking at approval or at least in the discussion. Um, what we've seen in the American weed stock sector over the past three, four weeks is a ton of volume coming in because we've seen the Safe Act, the Safe Banking Act being pushed forward in the Senate. So... The bullish bettors are hoping that the Banking Act is going to get approved or at least be close to approval. And that'll be a huge point for the multi-state operator stocks because it's it's one final hurdle they need to clear to, one, get institutional investment, to park their cash and take credit cards in a safe place. Um, it's just, it's a massive thing that needs to happen. But if you look at the charts from a lot of those companies and the volume coming in, it looks like someone knows something because... These things have been on a downtrend since, I don't know, six, seven months ago. At and least, all yeah. of a sudden, lots of volume. The charts are starting to break out. Something's going on here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's worth discussion. Yeah. I wonder where, I wonder where we're going to go from here. And it, it, will it be, if the SAFE Act is packed or passed or the MORE Act is passed, will that be another sell the, sell the news event? Or will it be passed, but then it still has to go um, to the White House for final approval, and then it'll run, you know, during that period of time. I, like, where will be the sell the news event? Yeah. Or will it literally just be so much institutional money on the sidelines will pour in and, you know, lift these stocks up? It's truly unpredictable. Yeah. When we think we know, we don't. That's you know, the, tr- no, the tricky it, thing it, about it's, investing. It's, it's strictly speculation, right? Yeah. But I mean, you know, look at the opportunity that we have at hand. For the sector, as you said, you got into Canopy Canopy at three dollars. It went to seventy. Uh, at its peak, CGC Canopy growth on the on the Nasdaq was at fifty. Now it's at eleven. Mm. So it's come down, you know, a ton. Yeah, a lot of these stocks are sitting at super low valuations compared to what they were. But that just shows you, you know, say one of the big wheat stocks in in, in America sitting around twenty to fifteen twenty bucks. You know, these things have the potential to five x, ten x for sure. So. It really, we really need to keep our eye on what's happening with the Safe Banking Act in particular, and also how the legalization is going state by state, right? So currently, the USA has 18 states that are recreationally legal, another 13 that are decriminalized. So it's not even half that are not even half recreational legal. There's a huge opportunity. Some states may never legalize it until it gets federally legalized, mm. but it's one of those asymmetric opportunities that we always talk about in the show. Yeah, it, it there's a lot of things that need to happen for it to really explode, but I wouldn't bet against it. I mean, look at the world. It's being legalized all over the world. People are finally realizing that one, governments can make a fuckload of money taxing it. So, you know, you look at a country like America in debt. They need this money. They need this tax revenue. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time until, you know, you have someone in the White House that has control of the Senate that can actually make this happen. It might not be now. It might not be in four years, but it's going to happen. So it's a waiting game. Yeah, I know the taxes are a big one. We, we've seen how much rev- how much revenue is being brought in in states like Colorado and how they're able to expand their schools or put money towards a healthcare system. Yeah. It's so much extra revenue that can be brought into these states and these municipalities. It'd be, it's a sin not to, almost. Absolutely. The biggest, I guess, 
it's the taboo mentality. It's the cultural shift in the mind that has to occur with everybody. You know, you see, say the word marijuana, you still get these images in your mind that it is not the the best product to be using. Mm. Oh, you're just a stoner. Oh, you're, you know, just vegging out on the couch, right? Like yep. it's that it's it's one of those things where there's that. <clears throat> We have to wrap our head around it as well. It's just like the psychedelic yeah. psychedelic stocks that we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. There's a cultural shift that needs to happen, but it's happening. Yeah. It is happening. And, you know, with these investment opportunities, you want to get in before the masses shift because then you're early to an investment. Right. right? The USA cannabis market alone is worth over $60 billion today. Mm-hmm. And think about how much, how much of that is untracked because it's black market. Yeah. You know, that's another thing that could, that whole value of that market could 5X, 10X. So when you look at the quarterly sales of some of the top cannabis companies, you know, you have Cureleaf, quarterly sales, $317 million. In a quarter. That's a quarter. Yeah. Right? So we're looking at over $1 billion in court, in yearly sales from yeah. one company. Cureleaf is probably the top dog in the industry. I think they're around $7 billion market cap. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And then you have... Green Thumb Industries <clears throat> with $240 million in quarterly sales. So again, another billion dollar company. Yeah. Um, TrueLeave, 224. I crumble. And, you know, there's a good chunk of about 10 different companies who are all at that 100 to 200 plus quarterly sales yep. figures. <clears throat> so those are the companies I would be looking at. You know, the the TrueLeave, you know, I was in TrueLeave at one point around $18 or so and Got a few percentage points off of it. I really like what they've been doing, the way that um, Kim has been running that company and the way that they've, they've been expanding. They really, a lot of companies spread themselves too thin, I think. Mm. And with TrueLeave, they focused only on Florida. And that's where they just always, it was dispensary after dispensary after dispensary. Then they, they made so much revenue. I think they were, they were able to acquire Harvest Health, right. which had a whole bunch of companies everywhere. So I really liked their approach and I still like their approach. And again, it's showing on their figures, you know, their year over year growth is 79%, wow. which is really good considering that their sales is so high because you can have a small company and if they go from $10 to $20 in sales, mm. that's a hundred percent. It's that's easy. Right. Sure. But when you have a company with doing hundreds of millions in sales and they're up that much, yeah. it's a great company to be looking at, a company like TrueLeaf. Absolutely, yeah. TrueLeaf is definitely one of the top dogs. CureLeaf, the other one you mentioned. So TrueLeaf has the powerhouse in Florida. I think they're also big in Arizona, kind of more the southern. Cure- I think that's where they got, uh, it was Harvest, Harvest Health, Health was the Arizona, and I think Arizona. that's what, how they got access to that. So right, yeah, cool. So then CureLeaf is the Northeast. So CureLeaf is the powerhouse in New York, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Anywhere in New England, it's it's all Cureleaf, right? And mm-hmm. there's a ton of people that live up there. Yeah. So that's a massive market. But I think it's important for us to kind of differentiate. You know, we talked about what happened with Canopy Growth. They went from 3 to 50 to 10. What happened? Remember what happened with Tilray? Tilray went from 10 to 200, and now it's down to 10 again. How did that happen? Do you know how? That was just pure hype. Yeah. That was just, you know, pure retail GameStop type hype. Well, they're the one of the only... They trade on the NASDAQ. Right. So they're on the Toronto Stock Exchange, the OTC, and the NASDAQ. They're one of the few marijuana companies. So I guess they had act where a bunch of people could access it at the time, or did they recently get listed? No, no. They, they So that, I think it's important to us to differentiate the difference now between the American weed stocks, which are not on the NASDAQ because they're not allowed right. because it's yeah, federally yeah, illegal. That's right, yeah. And the are, Canadian ones. Vancouver, Tilray's Vancouver. They're all it? like based, yeah, yeah in, yeah. in 
in BC. Yeah. So the Canadian stocks are on the NASDAQ. Well, a bunch of them are the bigger ones. And that gives, you know, the retail investor that's on Robinhood that's only trading in the NASDAQ access to these companies. So when a good piece of news in the weed, weed industry comes out, for better or for worse, even though it doesn't make any sense, those are the stocks that are going to run. But because the American companies can't get onto the NASDAQ due to regulations, they're on the OTC market, which if you're a smart investor, kind of tells you that they're a better, a bigger opportunity there because the masses don't have access yet because they're on Robinhood. Right. They don't have access to the OTC. And then any announcement that they are uplisting will be that rumor, which then spikes the stock. Exactly. I think that when that happens, we, we should know better now. And we've seen it so many times. Buy that rumor and sell that fucking <laughs> yeah. news. Like that is 100%. Literally. When we see a rumor that any sort of legalization is going to happen like that and the USA weed stocks are going to go in the NASDAQ, buy them. And as the day of list, the day after the listing or the day of listing, you fucking sell them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like maybe at like four o'clock, three fifty nine on the day before it's about to happen. Sell at that minute. That's when you want to literally. Hit. Yeah. That's um, exactly it. But you need to be in them now because once the announce, announcement happens, you might get a, you might get a couple days, you might get a few weeks of running. But if you can position yourself now, knowing that the more act or the safe act will be passed, there's tax dollars to be had. These are, companies that are producing revenue they have sales they're growing you could place your money in these companies now in anticipation of having that rumor hit because if you're not in it you're you could miss the boat when that rumor does hit right yeah i mean you can never time the market it's time in the market so when you see an opportunity like this um i think you know maybe it's not going to be your biggest position but it's something to look at this is a sector where we see potential growth in the near to medium term there's a few catalysts, important catalysts, like the Safe Banking Act, which need to happen. But if you read the tea leaves and you see what's going on with the volume and the charts in this industry, it's pointing towards that happening. So now is a good time to start looking at a Cure Leaf or a True Leaf or a Green Thumb Industries. You know, these are potential assets that you you could add to your portfolio to get exposure to the American cannabis industry, which I think if you look back in 10, 20 years at what the American cannabis industry is there then and what it is now in you know, 2021, it's going to be, you know, light years ahead. And the companies that are already at the forefront, CureLeaf, TrueLeaf, these are billion dollar companies already dominating an industry, which could potentially go 10 or 100x over the next 10 years. That's where you want to park your money. And you know what? The Safe Banking Act might not get passed this year and the stocks might go down a little bit more, but the opportunity and the upside is just so tremendous that I, I think it's, it's, it's well worth a look right now. They can't go any lower. It well, looks it could like, always go lower. <laughs> At this moment in time, it looks like they can't. But uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it could always go lower. It's, it's actually, it's really interesting, the differences between how the multi-state operators, so people refer to the uh, cannabis companies in America as MSOS, M-S-O-S, multi-state operators. Uh, the way that they operate is so much different than the can- uh, Canadian companies. They have to, as we were talking about earlier, they operate you know, state by state, they have to respect the interstate commerce laws for a schedule one drug or whatever it is. So it's harder for them to build a national brand, but they also have to do it slower. But I think that benefits them in the long run because they're not trying to go from nothing to everything like Canopy and Aurora were. And that just completely fucked their business plan. Like if you've ever started a business to go from no customers, no legal customers to 30 million in one day, 
He's, it's not going to go well. No. You need to go. They're going state by state. You know, truly started in Florida. Then they're going to Arizona. And then they're going to buy a company and go into whatever. That's the way to build a successful business is step by step. And it's not like it was their choice. But the American companies have now are now building the brands this way. And I think it's going to benefit them massively when it really does open up yeah, for them. For sure. yeah. And you did see that with a few of the companies who they had like ex bankers as their CEOs and stuff like, Oh, you just got to grow some, throw some seeds in the ground and boom, boom, boom. And they ended up buying like so much land in every different state. And I watched it, man. And I saw so many of them, so many of these companies crumble and become victims of predatory loans and, a lot of them made some poor decisions and yeah, the ones who are growing smartly, if you will, yep. and like sticking, growing slowly and sticking to their state. Yep. Those are the ones that are. So, so what's, what's the best case scenario here? We, we see these stocks, the volume is flowing into the American cannabis sector as we speak right now. It's happening. Um, best case scenario, the safe banking act gets put forward for approval sometime in the next, I don't know, six months, ideally. Um, Maybe a few more states are legalizing it. Maybe in the next five to 10 years, it's at a federally legal level, cannabis. And these companies like Cureleaf, Trueleaf, Green Thumb are dominating the industry. That's best case scenario. I mean, it might not go that way. Are there any other uh, main companies, main people that you like in the industry? Those are my, those are my top three. Yeah. It's, it's, green, it's Green Thumb, Trueleaf, Cure, and f- watching those from the beginning, yeah. those are the ones that I think are the safest and but can also still provide you with the greatest rewards due to the uplistings due to institutional investors because we've all seen what has happened with a lot of these stocks and these companies i don't think institutional investors will take the risk on some of these maybe lower cap uh, marijuana companies they could get acquired we've seen a lot of consolidation in in the industry i i I think the big money will go towards the ones who are demonstrating success. Yeah, I think that's probably a good bet. So Cureleaf, Trueleaf, Green Thumb, Green Thumb, those are the ones to watch. Although, if you are you know looking for a quick play on this industry, that's not a long term. As we said, when good news for the industry comes for the cannabis industry, the stocks that are on the Nasdaq are the ones that fly, for better or for worse. So you know something like Canopy Growth or Tilray or you know those, even though those ones. Because they're Canadian companies, they're not going to benefit from the good news from the American sector. Those will probably be like a bit of a hypey pump and dump. Yeah, you know, 100%. You depending on your at, investment yeah. strategy. You could look at something like maybe like a MindMed, but I think they had some pub, uh, publication issues at one point that they're trying to still overcome. Right, the CEO was doing some shady stuff. MindMed. I think it, I think it was. Uh, sorry, um, what am I saying? What am I saying here? Mind. Not my beloved MindMed. No, it's not MindMed. Uh, I'll have to find. I'll have to find it here. Yeah, no worries. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. Yeah, no, that's, it was a good episode. Maybe I'm thinking of, oh man, there was a company down in the U.S. It's, it's with an M. It's killing me. I need to figure <laughs> out who it is. <laughs> uh, Med, Med Men Enterprises. Med Men Med, Enterprises. Med Men. It's another really big company down in the U.S. I knew I'd find it. Okay. Um, they had some hu- huge issues. I think it's down in California. They had okay. some massive like public, but that's another like big company that could do well. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Stick to the stick to the big three. Yeah, stick to the big three. True leaf, cure leaf, and green thumb. Yeah. Sweet. All right. I think it's good for today. Make sure you tune into the next one. It's gonna be a banger. Cheers.